Welcome to Rewished, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free. So we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season three. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sobanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing season three, episode 19, The Demon Who Came In From The Cold. It originally aired on April 26, 2001, and had 3.46 million viewers. So we start out this episode at P3 and it's nighttime. It's packed in there. And Phoebe walks over to Prue, Piper, and Leo, who are at the bar. And she's like, I don't think we're going to be able to pull this off. And they all tell her that they can make it to the foreign film after their dinner. But Leo says that he wanted to see a thriller and is kind of disappointed. And Phoebe's like, I want to stop thinking about Cole and his demon dodging, not be reminded of it. And then tells him that there are three votes for Faithless. And then Piper decides to back up Leo. And Prue's like, wait, the vote's two against two? And Phoebe's like, that's new. And Piper says, welcome to the power of four. Then Leo turns around and sees Cole coming down the stairs and says, something tells me you're not going to want to see either movie now. Then Phoebe runs over to him and they say hi to each other and hug. And she's like, I was so worried. And he says, I know, I'm sorry. I couldn't come back until it was safe. And she's like, it's safe now? And he says, for the moment. And then she kisses him and they walk over to everyone else. And Prue says, welcome back. And Piper tells him that they're late for a movie, and Leo asks if he wants to go, too. It says that they could use a tiebreaker. And he's like, uh, actually, I was hoping Phoebe and I could catch up alone. And Phoebe's like, works for me, ciao. And they leave together. And then Piper's like, look at Phoebe and Cole trying to be a normal couple. And Leo says, you know what that means? And Prue's like, yeah, 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 we're going to go see a thriller, as if we don't have enough scary bad guys in our real lives. And they all start heading out fun little intro i love when they all do things together <laughs> it makes me so happy i don't know why no it's so cute that they were like gonna go see a movie as a family like that's adorable i know dinner and a movie it's perfection and you yes. know this whole welcome to the power of four thing really cute too agreed aside from that not too much you know we usually start out our shows or our episodes uh focusing on something so I wonder what the big bad's going to be and this whole Phoebe and Cole dynamic of it not being safe and then being safe for them to be around. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Especially since, you know, Cole was obviously missing from the last two episodes. They mentioned him, but now we're finally seeing him again. Exactly. So then we're outside on the street and we see this like painted man dancing and Cole and Phoebe are walking together. And she's telling him that she didn't know if he would make it back for her graduation. And he says, I wouldn't miss that for the world or the underworld. And she asks him what's wrong. And he says, I don't know how much longer I can keep doing this. And she's kind of like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, the running and hiding. I'm still half human, but I can't go back. On the other hand, there's really no place for me in your world either. She's like, what are you saying? It's like, I'm just saying it's complicated. But it doesn't have to be, not with magic on our side. And I've been thinking, isn't there some kind of spell or something in the Book of Shadows that could strip my powers? She's like, you want to give up your powers? He 
He's like, if I don't have them, I can't be tempted to use them. I could just stay good. She's like, you would do that for me? And they kiss. And then we see this like homeless man start yelling, prepare for the brotherhood. The thorn is coming. Something about locks wrong. Like he's just talking about all these things. And Cole turns and looks at him. And Phoebe asks what's up and if he knows him. And Cole's like, no, but if he doesn't watch what he's saying, and then we see a demon shimmer in and grab him, and Phoebe runs after him, and we end up in an alley where Phoebe sees the demon stab the homeless man, then he throws an electricity ball at her, and she dodges it, and they start fighting, and she gets the knife from him and stabs him, and he burns away. Then Cole walks over and sees this, and Phoebe's like, where were you? What happened to you? And he goes... You just vanquished my brother. And she looks shocked. Now there was a good introduction. What the hell is going on? Sounds like we're about to have a very Cole-centric episode. I know. I'm excited. Me too. This is crazy. I mean, so much to unpack. We have no clue exactly what's going on. I would be just as shocked if I was feeling No, literally, every time we've ever heard Cole mention family, it's always been about, you know, his human dad, his demon mom. That's all we really know about Cole's background at this point. So we don't really know how he came up as a demon, if he has other family, like, we don't know what's going on. And now he's saying, you know, like, you vanquished my brother. So that's crazy. I know, like, does he, I didn't know he had other siblings or anything like that. And I'm hoping we get a little more information on that. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Also, the fact that Cole has now decided that he wants to be human to be with Phoebe. This is giving me season two vibes with Piper and Leo, but now it's Phoebe Cole and Cole. Phoebe. I know, it's nuts. Like, they um have gotten to this level, you know, and Cole's really willing to do that for his love for her and wants to be fully good. And I'm so, like, happy about this, you know? Yeah. And I mean, one thing I do want to talk a little bit about is how he thinks that this is going to work in their relationship. Um, Because obviously him becoming human puts him in danger being with a charmed one. I think we saw the same thing when Leo became mortal and wanted to be able to help the sisters. I wonder if that's something that Cole would struggle with as well like watching Phoebe get into these magical issues and not Not being able able to do anything about it exactly yeah I'm sure that if this happens we're going to see a lot of that like we saw with Piper and Leo when he didn't have his powers you know so I'm very interested to see how that goes if this really goes you know follows through yes Another thing I want to just point to here, because I feel like this is kind of the start of it, but it's going to continue in the rest of this episode. And I mean, without getting into any spoilers, the next episode is a part two of this episode. So it continues into that one as well. Mm -hmm. Um, The idea that Cole using his demonic powers is kind of like this gateway drug into him being evil. So I do want to bring up the little bits of like addiction metaphors when they do come up um such as here when he's saying you know like I would never be tempted again if you take this away from me right yeah I guess they are kind of referencing that a lot and they actually do a little bit later on too Mm -hmm. I noticed 
Definitely. Yeah, so I think we could talk that. about it more as it continues to come up, but I just wanted to point to it there. Okay. So then we have our theme song and then we move to the manor and we're in like the dining room slash conservatory area. And Phoebe and Cole are walking in and she's talking about how she thought he could be honest with her. And he's like, I am. And she's like, so you just forgot you had a brother. And he's like, he's not that kind of brother. It's complicated. And she's like, you know, I hate that word. And then the sisters and Leah walk in and Piper's saying it better be a good emergency that she paged them for. And Phoebe says, well, I'm the real killer. I just vanquished Cole's brother. And Prue's like, whoa, this is so much better than the movie. Then Cole's like, I didn't want him to see me. And Phoebe says, and we lost an innocent because of it. Some poor street prophet who was ranting about the brotherhood. And Leo's like, the brotherhood of the thorn? And Cole says, yeah, I was a member. Am a member. And Piper asks what that means. And Leo says that he should have told them. And Cole's like, I've done a lot in the last hundred years. It's going to take a while to catch you up. And then Prue asks who they are. And Leo says that they're an elite gang and they answer directly to the source. He selects the members himself and then they take a blood oath, a lifelong pledge of loyalty. And Phoebe's like, oh, that kind of brother. Then Cole says, all that matters now is that they're surfacing. They must have something big in the works. Then Piper asks why they would kill a crazy street preacher. And Cole says that they're not all crazy or human. He might be a magical seer. And he thinks that Daryl will know about other prophets who were killed. And he says that the Brotherhood can't risk figuring out what they're up to. Then Prue asks what they're up to, but Cole says he doesn't know. He's like, I'm not exactly a member in good standing anymore. Then Phoebe says that the prophet mentioned Lexarom, the internet provider. And Prue thinks that Phoebe should check the net and Piper the Book of Shadows. But Cole interrupts and says that they can't stop them with research and their basic maneuvers. And Leo agrees and says that they're way beyond anything you've ever dealt with before. Then Phoebe says that they have to find a way to figure out their place. And Cole thinks that the only way is for him to go back undercover. And Phoebe says, you'll be exposing yourself to the source. He'll kill you. And Cole's like, maybe not. They've probably already surfaced. I won't have to go under completely. Then Prue thinks that the plan makes sense. But Phoebe like isn't surprised and kind of upset about that. And Cole says, this isn't about her, Phoebe. This is about me. And she says, no, it's about us. And she walks out. I guess let's move in order. Um, yeah. So I like the opening of this scene, you know, when Phoebe's like, you forgot you had a brother, like, and him talking about it being complicated and her hating that. Because I feel like that's so much of what their relationship has been. Like, oh, it's complicated. It's complicated. It's complicated. More secrets, more lies. I get the vibe. Yeah. I do too. I, I I see what she's feeling like almost a little betrayed for not knowing and not being told about that. And, you know, I just like this whole little argument with between them in general. It's like kind of cute, not so bad. And then, you know, we figure out what he meant by a brother and kind of who these people are. Yeah, so we have an evil fraternity here. Mm -hmm. um, the members are hand-selected by the source, which is really interesting. And it's making me wonder, because I remember we've brought it up before, like, who's our big bad of the season? Is it the source? Is it Cole? And I think this episode is making it clear that maybe it's the source. Right. We're hearing about him again now. Yeah, he keeps getting brought up slowly, but surely it's happening, you know? So we still don't know too much about him, but I feel like we're getting 
closer and closer to him, you know? Mm -hmm. So maybe it will be him. We shall see. Yeah. We also get this idea of Cole. I mean, we always knew he was kind of high up working directly under the triad like he was. But now we know that he was part of, again, this elite gang where the source is picking the members. And it's, again, reminding us how powerful of a demon Cole really is. Right. Exactly. It's showing us um, that his evil side was not just like any regular old demon. He was like one of the worst. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Which I think is reminding me back to earlier in the season when they first learned about Beldazor and Col- and uh, Leo immediately like knows all this stuff about him. And now he immediately knows like all this stuff about the Brotherhood too. Yeah. He's got all this information. Like, why didn't you mention anything? <laughs> I just love how like when, I mean, I guess because he didn't know that Beldazor was a member of the Brotherhood, but like that none of this has ever come up before. Yeah, I know like at all that nobody was able to mention this you know it's kind of funny the way that they both have this like information the sisters just kind of rely on them for like what the hell is that you know leo being that he's been doing this for so long on the good side and cole because he's been (laughs) doing it so long on the evil side and that's where they all get their information from and it's really funny to me yeah definitely and then kind of moving on to this idea that there are magical seers um, in the form of these unhoused people kind of going through and giving these speeches and that the Brotherhood is taking them out to prevent good from finding out about their plans. Right. And that Luxorom is apparently like an internet service provider. I know. Um, I was really confused about that. Is that like a real thing? I don't think so, because they probably didn't want them to use a real one for the show. Yeah. But I didn't look up if it was real or not. Yeah. Interesting name selection. (laughs) Yeah. And then, of course, we have the little argument at the end about the idea of Cole going undercover and Phoebe being very against it and Prue supporting it. Right. Yeah. She's definitely not happy about this. And if I know Cole, it's going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm looking forward to see how that goes and if, you know, he does end up going. Yes, definitely. So then we cut to this office building and we see a man and a woman walking together and she tells him that they might have a problem and he asks if it's a prophet, but she says they're all dead. Then another man asks what the problem is then and she says Trig is missing. Someone must be on to our plan. And he tells her to keep searching and that he needs to complete his assimilation. So she shimmers out and like when she does, her eyes stay behind and like glow red and then she's gone. Yeah, that's such a really cool way of like disappearing. I like that. No, I love that effect. I think it's so cool. Like I always remember that specific like demon shimmering out like that every time I I watch. And I was like, oh, it's her. I know. Couldn't wait to see it. Um, unfortunately, I hate that bitch, so <laughs> I couldn't stand her. I can never stay every time I rewatch this, I'm like, you're such a fucking snitch. <laughs> you. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> we'll get to that when we uh when we get to that. Yeah. So here I assume these are fellow members of the Brotherhood. And I guess it's not so much a fraternity, 
I was just gonna say there's a woman in the brotherhood yeah I like the way they did that though as we'll notice watching the rest of the episode did you notice any other women in it or was it literally only her it was literally just her yeah I thought so I was like one woman in the brotherhood yeah interesting (laughs) but yeah so we don't have still too much information now but obviously they've got a whole plan up their sleeve and I assume that as we continue on we are going to figure that out yeah definitely I definitely want to know what this guy is talking about when he says his assimilation I know what does that mean into what curious Mm -hmm. so then we are back at the manor in the stairwell and Piper Leo and Prue are walking down Piper's talking about how she's worried for Cole and for Phoebe and saying sending him back under is like sending an alcoholic to a kegger. It's setting him up to fall. And Leo agrees, then proves like, you know, this whole voting together thing would be really, really cute if it weren't so annoying. Maybe your guys' vote should just count as one from now on. And she's like, bet you wouldn't mind if we were voting with you. And then Leo says, I mean, what if we lose him, Prue? You don't want that responsibility, do you? And she's like, okay, look, the only votes that count are Phoebe and Cole's, and Cole has already volunteered. And Piper says, well, then maybe Phoebe can talk him out of it. Prue's like, right, which is why we need another plan. So you guys work on the Book of Shadows together, and I'll call Morris to see what he knows. I love that we always get these mentions of him, even when he's not there. I was about (laughs) to say, like, they're mentioning my boyfriend, but he does not appear in this episode. I know. They tend to do that. Hashtag, where's Daryl? To keep them around. Yeah, we miss you, bud. Come on. For real. But uh, no, I mean, here's another direct reference of them comparing Cole's struggles with evil to alcohol addiction here. Right, exactly. Which, it's not a bad comparison, you know, almost connecting it to the real world, talking about the temptations and the struggles that people do have in reality, you know? Yeah, I mean, as we get further into the metaphors, I do want to talk about why sometimes it's like really a stretch, but I think here it's working oh, for me. Yeah, right here it's working, but sometimes they definitely overdo it, but we'll get yeah. into that. Definitely. And I do like seeing kind of this conflict between the sisters here with Prue, of course, supporting Cole's plan and Piper backing kind of Phoebe's side and Leo agreeing with her. Mm-hmm. And the way that, you know, Prue's ultimately like, well, it only matters what Phoebe and Cole think anyway. Right. Which and is true. Prue has been way better lately, I feel like. And I didn't mention it before, but for Phoebe to be like, of, like earlier when she was like, oh, like, of course you want him to go. Like, I'm not surprised, whatever. I feel like Phoebe is so on the defensive now with Prue, even though Prue, I feel like, has calmed down a lot about this whole situation and has been a lot more understanding and will continue to be throughout this episode you know yeah definitely I feel like we saw a big shift in the Prue and Cole dynamic in Death Takes a Hallowell and we're Mm -hmm. seeing a continuation of that build in their relationship throughout this episode exactly we're we're getting a lot more you know Mm -hmm. and of course just the energy between those two in general the the tension you know Mm-hmm. it's so good they work so well together yeah no like all the actors here have really figured out their connections with each other and they play all their scenes really really well at this point which obviously becomes possible the further you get into the show and the more comfortable you are with your co-stars exactly definitely have gotten comfortable with each other at this point 
So then we cut to the attic and Phoebe's gathering a bunch of stuff and Cole's saying, Phoebe, I have to go. She says, nope, you can't. He's like, Phoebe, she's like, remember that power stripping potion you asked me for like an hour ago when everything was still wonderful? Well, I have an idea. I just need some time. And she starts mixing things together. And he's like, Phoebe, I have to go and I'll need my powers while I'm gone. She's like, why? What are you going to do? He's like, just blend in. I won't do anything evil. She's like, well, let me make sure you can't and starts mixing like really, really aggressively. And he like stops her and takes the bull. He says, I'll be smart and careful. I'll check in with you every two hours. She's like, how? They'll track your shimmer. He says, not if we meet at the mausoleum. That's the second safest place I know. She's like, what's the safest? And he says, with you? Oh, my heart. Uh, am I going to make it through the rest of the scene? We'll see. <laughs> so she like sighs and looks down. And Cole's like, I thought you'd be proud of me. She's like, of what? Being suicidal? He says, I'm coming back. I always have. She's like, how can you be so sure that you're going to come back this time? You've been hiding from them for months. And I don't understand. There's a price on your head. And now all of a sudden you're willing to expose yourself? For what? He says, for good. You taught me not to walk away and let evil win. To fight the good fight. That's all I want to do. She's like, they'll kill you. He says, I have a plan. Don't worry. This is the right thing to do, Phoebe. You know that. We both do. And he tells her he'll see her in two hours and like kisses her hand and shimmers out. And Phoebe just looks like really sad and really scared. Oh, this scene was so cute. Like their chemistry and everything. This is why I'm so in love with Phoebe and Cole and their whole situation. Like, oh my God. I love them way too much. It's such a problem. This scene was so emotional for Phoebe. You saw how hard she was trying to, like, get him to stay and how she's just, like, you know, everything was so great an hour ago. And now what happened? Like, I need to fix this. Like, let me just strip his powers and we'll find another way because she's just so determined to not have it happen. But he knows that it's going to happen, you know? And... He's like, the way he just kind of convinces her and talks about the safest place being with her. Oh, it was so good. That literally like shattered my soul. Like the mm. safest place I know is with you. Like, I know. Like what? Cole has so many lines in like this episode and next episode where I'm just like, I would literally die if someone said this to me. I know. I would drop to my knees immediately. Like in love. Yeah. But like, oh my God, no. Like, it's crazy. And <laughs> I really also here appreciate the way that they're really building on kind of like Phoebe's desire to protect him and his desire to do what he needs to for the greater good. Uh -huh. I do want to say that his shift here and maybe it's because he's been missing for the last couple episodes, so we didn't see as much of a slow build to this as I would have liked. You but feel I like feel like came we out of nowhere? jumped from him struggling with being good and death takes a Hallowell to all of a sudden him willing to sacrifice everything for the greater good. Yeah. It felt a little quick to me. It did feel like quite the jump because he's typically the, like, we saw how he didn't really know how to be good the right way like oh this is you know his slow struggle with the evil 
and then like you said him vanishing and coming back and all of a sudden willing to do this you know it's pretty pretty quick jump but you know I do respect it I guess yeah I mean I know we're getting very close to the end of the season this had to come but I just wish they could have slow built it a little more yeah me too I definitely see where you're coming from I mean of course again they're bringing up that metaphor that this is going to be so tempting for him and he's saying you know I'm going to need my powers while I'm gone and that he promises he won't do anything evil so it's kind of like saying like oh I'm going to go to the bar but I'm not going to drink type of right situation. yeah so then we move back to this office that we saw before and Cole shimmers in and starts walking down the hall and then the woman sees him and tells Vornak who was kind of like the guy in charge and he's like, well, look who's back. And then the demon with the beard, his we find out his name is Tarkin, says, kill him. And Vornak's like, in a minute. Cole goes up to them and Vornak's like, Balthazar, come in. And the doors seal and people stand all around them. And he's like, nice of you to come home to die. And he's like, actually, I came to help. I overheard the prophets talking, afraid they'll spoil your plan. And Tarkin's like, what makes you think we have one? And Cole's like, Tarkin, you always have a plan. Then Vornak says, and after everything you've done, you think you can just walk back in, pick up where you left off? And Cole says, I'm here to do what's right, Vornak, for the Brotherhood. He's like, really? And what could you possibly offer that would save your traitorous head? And then he pulls out a head from this bag and drops it onto the floor and says, the prophets. And they all look at it and he looks at them. So now we have this introduction with everybody in the Brotherhood, apparently, and we're finding out kind of Cole's history. He's so good at playing that cover, I swear. Like, he's really throwing himself to the wolves, and being able to do that well is crazy. I'm loving yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we're getting a really clear sense of the dynamics here as well. Obviously, Vornak's kind of like the head guy here. We have Tarkin, who seems to be kind of like a little bit lower but still like higher up enough that he has a speaking role mm -hmm. and then of course it seems like the woman who is nameless why do all the men have names but whatever <laughs> and she seems to be kind of like his right hand would be my guess right yeah and I'd say that from the way we're seeing it it seems like Cole and Tarkin might have previously been around the same level would be my guess yeah, I'm sure Cole was pretty high up here. Yeah. In this uh, little dynamic they have. So then we come back from the commercial and we're still in the office and Vornak knocks Cole to the ground and is like holding him there like by the back of his head. And he says, you actually expect me to believe you killed the prophet? He says he was a threat to you. He says, ah, a bounty on your head and yet you still think of us. And Cole says, the brotherhood comes first. Vornak says, words to live or die by. Tarkin says, Trig was assigned to kill that prophet. Did you see him? He says, no. How is my old friend? And Vornak lets Cole get up and says, your old friend is missing, suspiciously. Cole says, brother's missing, prophet's talking. I had no trouble tracking you down, pretty careless. What does Raynor think of this? And he says, Raynor thinks you're a disgrace. He says, why? Because I killed the triad? Tarkin says, isn't that enough? He says, they were plotting to kill the source. 
so they could take over, which means that they would have killed every other demon in his circle, including Raynor. Tarkin says, we never did trust the triad. Vornak says, then why didn't he come back and explain himself? Why run? Cole says, I had no proof. That's why. I knew nobody would believe me. Vornak says, brothers for a hundred years, and you disappeared without a word, left us with the rumors, the accusations. Were you thinking about the brotherhood then? And they all look at him. Vornak tells the woman who, hallelujah, she has a name, it's Clea, <laughs> to check his story. So she shimmers out. Then he tells everyone else to get back to work. And Cole asks Vornak who they're after. He says, none of your concern. And tells Tarkin not to let Cole go anywhere until Clea comes back. Then Vornak shimmers out and Cole says, he always was a tight ass, wasn't he? Tarkin says, do you blame him? Cole says, no. He says, it's nice to have you back, Belthazor. I just hope it's for good. He says, yeah, me too. So kind of a lot going on here of like him trying to play the part and just like off the top of his head, having to respond and come up with these answers. And, you know, I kind of like the way he's able to do that on the fly. And obviously, Clea and Vornak seem to be very suspicious of him. But Tarkin almost seems to be giving in a little bit more, like he's more trusting of him than all the rest, you know? Yes. And I do want to say, I mean, this is kind of bringing like Greek life culture into this. So like the way I'm kind of interpreting this is like, Vornak's more of like a senior brother. Mm -hmm. And like, I see Clea as being like either on his same level or like just below him. And then Tarkin and Cole having kind of like come up together. And yeah. like, I'm assuming Trig was also like in their like, we'll say pledge class, because that's what we call it, you know, in sororities and fraternities. And so I see it kind of like that way where they kind of like were initiated together. So they have this close bond. Right. But, and so it's hard to let go of that, even when he thinks that Cole may have betrayed them. Because you see the quick jump of him being suspicious of Cole in the beginning. But once there's a little bit of a hint that hmm, maybe Cole's not a bad guy, like he's willing to jump right in there and defend him, which again goes to some of the toxicity of Greek culture as well. Right. Yeah. With these whole like fraternity references. I love it. We're getting <laughs> a lot of different stuff going on. I mean, I didn't know all that. I didn't go to college or have a, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, for listeners who may not know, I was in a sorority, so. Yes. But. Yeah, I do like this whole kind of argument between them, the back and forth for all of them, and Cole's little story that he had to do all worked pretty well for me. Yeah, I think it was really clever to come up with the ideas that, like, he's not the betrayer, the triad were the betrayer, yeah. which then brings me back to questions I think we were asking about the triad earlier, which is, like, how high-ranked in the demon hierarchy is the triad? Because at one point, it kind of seemed like they were the top of everything and only the source was above them. But now it seems that like seems it's like... like the Brotherhood is on level with them and they're kind of like competitors for the source's like attention. Yeah, I can't I can't really tell exactly what level they were at. Obviously, they were pretty higher up. Yeah, and... but like if the Brotherhood is higher, which I feel like is also another possibility here. Why was Cole working for the triad then? Like, it just brings up questions for me. Yeah, it's a little bit confusing because it doesn't really add up. Not sure. <laughs> oh, also, of course, I mean, we haven't said it yet, but 
this guy Raynor, who I guess is the head of the Brotherhood, the president of the uh-huh. chapter, if you will. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll meet him later this episode. Yeah, one can only hope. So now we are back at the manor in the conservatory, and Prue and Leo are on the couch. She's reading the paper, and he's reading something else. Then Piper sits across from them and says, poor Phoebe, she must be going out of her mind. And Prue's like, it's only been three hours. And Piper's like, three and a half, way past the time he said he'd check in with her. And then she says that she thinks Leo should orb over to see if she heard anything. But Prue says that she said she'd call. And Leo thinks that they should keep trying to figure out the Brotherhood's plan. And Piper's like, oh, so now you're voting with her. Then Prue finds something in the paper about a merger between Luxorom and Metasatellite. And says, if the merger goes through, the world's information flow will wind up in the hands of one company. Uh, she says, apparently the CEO, Frank Pirelli, isn't sure about it. Then Prue thinks that the Brotherhood wants to take over the company and thinks that, that they need to talk to Cole. And Piper's like, well, we could if someone would orb to the mausoleum. <laughs> and that's how that scene ends. So I love this scene. I feel like it's so a perfect family dynamic with like yeah. Piper being happy before when Leo was on her side and then the second he chooses Prue's which I mean come on it, I'm your wife you're always supposed to pick my side right but like I love it and I love the little dig she makes I think it's so cute so couple-ish like perfect <laughs> I know that they played that so perfectly had to throw a little bit of comedy in the mix exactly and I really like the way that the kind of like lines are drawn here with Piper being very much on Phoebe's side, like Phoebe must be so worried. And, you know, Prue kind of having that trust in what they're doing, which I feel like Prue has done a lot of times as kind of like the leader of the sisters where it's like, give it time, like very trusting in the process kind of person. Right. Yeah. And we all know Piper's the more uh, worrisome one. And I think it's so sweet the way she like is concerned for everybody's feelings all the time, you know? Just like, poor Phoebe, poor Phoebe, like, is she okay? Whatever, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, we have our sisters here being anti-capitalist queens and wanting to prevent a monopoly in the world of the internet. (laughs) Just had to throw that in there, huh? Of course I did. (laughs) Because you know what I hate more than anything? Big corporations. (laughs) They're the true evil in this world. And that's all I'll say about that. Well, fair enough. (laughs) Demons taking over a huge corporation doesn't sound too far off from the real world, if I'm being honest. (laughs) Sounds a little familiar to me. Only a little bit. (laughs) Are they saying that the rich are the true evil? All right, I'll stop. You're you're like, yeah, here you are. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) Oh, God. So then we're at the mausoleum and Phoebe's standing there upset. Leo orbs in behind her and is like, anything? She says, I'm sure it's not as easy to break away from there as he thought. He'll show. He says, it's okay to be scared. She says, no, I'm not scared. Concerned, maybe, a little. We shouldn't have let him go. He says, we didn't. He chose to. She says, I know. And for what? To prove to me that he's good? He doesn't have to prove anything to me. And oh my God, my heart. He doesn't have to prove anything to me. I know the faith she has. And just then Cole shimmers in and she runs over and hugs him. 
asking if they bought the story. He says, for now, I have to get back. They're suspicious enough as it is. She says, well, then maybe you shouldn't go back. He says, I want to, to stop them. Look, I don't have much time. All I know is they're after someone who's going to be at Pier and Pescarado at 8 a.m. I don't know who. And then Leo tells him about Pirelli and the merger. And Cole says, explains why they've taken over an investment banking firm. The best way for evil to get a foothold in the human world is to take over their businesses, work from the inside out. Phoebe says, really? You just learned that, did you? He says, no. She looks away, and Leo says they need to keep Pirelli safe until the vote at 11. Cole agrees, but they can't intervene and blow his cover. Leo says, we can't let them kill Pirelli. He says, but you can let them kill me. Phoebe says, no, we're going to find a way to protect you. You better get back. And he touches her face, and she kisses his hand. And he says, I'm looking forward to seeing you in your cap and gown. And she smiles, and he asks to borrow her water bottle and shimmers out. So I love, first of all, you know, when Leo first gets there and the way he, like, always knows what to say to comfort Phoebe and how to, like, be there for the sisters when they're going through something. I love that he does that for not just Piper, but for all of them, you know, it's just who he is. And it really shows his, like, guidance side. Yeah, sometimes I forget how much I actually enjoy the Phoebe and Leo dynamic when we get scenes between them. I feel like he's a really good support to her. So I love having their little moments of friendship that come up. Because sometimes I forget, like, over the course of the show, how close they were in season one. Because I do think it doesn't come up as much in later seasons because the relationship becomes more, like, him and Piper focused. Right, So sometimes I forget about just how strong his connections are with the other sisters. So I love seeing those little moments of it in there. Yeah, me too. Like when, especially with Phoebe and Leo, because we don't see it as much with Prue, but he is still there for her. She's just a little more guarded, but Mm -hmm. he is able to kind of be there, be that person for not only Piper, but Phoebe as well, because she is that emotional sibling. You know what I mean? And it's like just out of pure love for the sisters in general, you know? So I love seeing that between them and the fact that like they were friends in the beginning, like they did get along well. Yeah, definitely. Always have. And then, so, you know, the whole conversation between Cole and them, obviously we know that that's all the information he was able to get right now. He's keeping them informed. We still don't have too much to go on. We know that they're going after this person and they kind of make that connection and compare notes. I'll also just say that I like the way that Phoebe is so worried and concerned for him here. You know, the second he's like, I'm not sure if they're buying my story like I think they do for now. And she's kind of like, okay, well, don't go back. Mm -hmm. And the way he says, I want to, and then quickly kind of like says to stop them. I'm like, ooh, is Cole slipping? I know you almost get those subtle hints of that. I know. And it's like, Maybe it's kind of exciting for him. Yeah. And I think that for me is what works about kind of like this addiction metaphor that they're using is the way he's one trying to hide it because I think that is a lot of times what an addict would do if they were starting to relapse. And two, that he's convincing himself that it's not that. It's that he wants to do the good that he's supposed to do. He has to be there. But he said, I want to. And that's, I think, important to know. Right. But to be fair, we also don't 
know for sure that he's starting to turn. We just have these ideas that it's like he's almost enjoying the high a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Anything else? I will say I really like the moment where Leo is like, we can't let them kill Pirelli and Cole's immediately like, but you can let them kill me. It's that little bit of selfishness that we've been talking about oh, no, this whole I time slipping it. out. I'm like, Cole, if you really cared about the greater good. You put them first, you know? Exactly. So then we go back to the office and Cole walks into the room with the water bottle and Vornak's like, where'd you go? And he says, I got thirsty. Want a urine sample to prove it? And he drinks the water. And then Vornak says, your flippant attitude almost got you killed once before. Remember that? And he's like, I remember. You saved me. And then he returns to Tarkin and they start reviewing their plan and says, Jackson will throw the energy ball. And Vornax decided that Balthazar should be the one to do it instead. Says, what better way to make sure he's truly back than to have him kill? And Cole says, fine, what's the target? And he's like, why? Does it matter? And then he says that it's time and they all go. So Cole's sass here. (laughs) I know, I love it. Like, boy, you are still in the doghouse with them. This is reminding me of like his first episode, him being super sassy in the courtroom. Like I'm having flashbacks to that all over again. I know. I love seeing this side of him. It's so attractive. I know. I fucking love it. And then of course that's slight like him being like, okay, what's the target? Because he's trying to get that information to tell the sisters like, okay, so you're, you know, you're doing all right. Also the way we get this idea that him and Bornak have this history. He almost got killed and Vornak saved him. Yeah. So does he owe Vornak something? This is true. He might. The only other thing I'll mention here, they finally said energy ball. I'm so happy. Writing electricity ball and like saying it every time I'm like, I'm going to slip up and say energy ball. And now we have a name for the power. So Oh my god. I never realized that they didn't really say it. I always wondered whenever I had to say electricity ball, I was like, that does not sound right at all. Like why what it's because I had to just like name it something Uh and I couldn't name it what it was because then it'd be obvious. But like I was like same thing when like Cole before they called shimmering, shimmering, and I had to be like teleports out. Yeah, I know. It was so hard for me to not say shimmered all the time. So then we're on a street corner in the morning and Tarkin walks up to Cole and asks if he's nervous. He says, no, I was just thinking. He says, been a while since you've had this kind of action, hasn't it? It'll come back to you. It's in our blood. And Cole says, yeah, I know. And Tarkin like touches his arm and gives him some more words of encouragement, then turns away and Cole looks at his watch. Why is Tarkin so in love with Cole? (laughs) It's actually really like sweet, like, Because I never think of demons as having friends, but there's clearly a genuine bond here between these two, which is interesting because we talk so much about how evil doesn't trust other people and how evil works alone. But there is this organization, this brotherhood, right? Like the whole reason people join fraternities, sororities, these types of secret society groups, whatever you want to call them, is... One for networking, that's kind of one of the reasons, but the other is for friends. And so there is this idea that yes, they are this like evil professional network, 
but there are genuine friendships within. And I think Tarkin does feel genuine friendship for Cole and really does want him back. I think so too. I mean, obviously Cole doesn't quite feel the same way because he's in with the sisters now, but I believe that they did used to have this kind of bond and Tarkin's still looking for that. And Cole obviously is focused on other things at the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we are on another street and the sisters and Leo are walking. Then Piper says, wouldn't it be nice to save the world in a decent hour? And Phoebe says they need to focus and get it right or Cole's screwed. Then Prue thinks that as long as they wait until the last second, Cole will be fine. And Piper asks Phoebe if she thinks Cole is holding any information back. And Phoebe stops and is like, you know what? This is amazing. First, Prue can't sacrifice Cole fast enough. And now you can't wait to sell him out as a traitor. And Leo says she was just asking a question, Phoebe. Phoebe's like that she should know the answer to. We all should. Cole is risking his life for this. The least we can do is trust him. And they start walking again. Defend I love your the, man. <laughs> dude, the way she defends him so hard always is like so amazing to me. And like, even though they're not coming at him very hard, she's like, I don't care. Like, we're not doing this. I'm not going down this road. I trust him. And that's all that matters. Like, she's so like adamant on it, you know? Yeah. Isn't this just anyone in love, though? Like, you're so quick to be like, um, are you talking shit on my man, my woman, whatever? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it totally is. Even when they don't really say anything. I think she's just like used to kind of having to be on the defensive side, maybe even a little bit guilty and realizes that there is a chance that this is not, you know, a great idea that he could be bad, you know? Yeah. I do think she's taking her internalized fears and projecting it onto her sisters kind of having minor, minor doubts or asking small questions. And she's taking it as like these huge attacks because one, she's had to deal with so many of those from them in the past. And two, because she's feeling it inside and she's worried about it too. That's exactly what I was thinking. You said it a lot better than I could. (laughs) (laughs) So then we're like elsewhere on the street. And Vornak is looking at his watch and he tells another demon to go. And that demon gets in a car. Then Clea shimmers in next to him and he's like, well, she says, I haven't been able to prove Balthazar's story one way or the other. He says, that's all right. We're about to find out if he's telling the truth or not. And they walk over to Cole and Tarkin, who were like apparently four steps away. And (laughs) I guess couldn't hear that whole conversation somehow. (laughs) And they all look at Cole, and then he looks at them. We see this limo pull around the corner, and then the car that the demon was driving cuts it off and blocks it from going, and the driver gets out and is like, I'll take care of this, Mr. Pirelli, and starts, like, yelling at the demon. And Vordak says to Cole, what are you waiting for? Kill or be killed? And he walks off. Then the demon just runs away from the guy yelling at him. (laughs) It's really funny. (laughs) And then Cole brings up an energy ball as the sisters turn the corner and Piper freezes the scene and Leo goes into the car and orbs Pirelli out and Phoebe says maybe they should take Cole with them. But Prue says that he has to figure it out on his own. So Phoebe walks over and puts a note in his pocket and touches his face and then runs off with her sisters. They all hide around the corner and Piper unfreezes the street 
The energy ball hits the car and it blows up and the sisters walk away. Vornak tells Clea to go and get the body and she shimmers away and Cole says, what do you want the body for? There won't be much left. He says, but even a trace could alert the humans to the switch. And Cole says, what switch? And he smiles and then like wipes his hand over his face and morphs into Pirelli. Then he shimmers over next to the car and lays on the ground just as like the whole secret service pulls up and grabs him and puts him into another car. And Tarkin walks up to Cole and says, feels great, doesn't it, Belbazor? Welcome home, brother, and grabs his hand and says, you've been missed. Then Clea shimmers in and says, Pirelli's body wasn't there. And Tarkin looks confused and a bunch of sirens start going off. Yikes. Glad that they made it just in time, I will say. And poor, like, poor Phoebe, just so concerned, always. I know. I like Cole's little hesitation there, but, like, his faith in the fact that they would get him out of there. But still, he had no clue for sure until she came back and said the body wasn't there. And, like, his kind of slight smirk when she said that of, like, phew, like, it worked. They got him, you know? Yeah, exactly. Loved it. Also, I mean, I like the way that they're keeping things from Cole because Vordak obviously doesn't trust him. Mm-hmm. I like the way that we're seeing kind of like this moment of like, okay, he's going with the plan and this turn in Tarkin, of course, being so happy to welcome Cole back. I thought that was really cute. Right. I like the way that Phoebe, of course, wanted to bring Cole back with her. And obviously we're getting the idea that earlier when Vordak was talking about assimilating, he was talking about becoming Pirelli. Exactly. Also the way like the entire like secret service pulled up for a CEO, like what was going on there? I know that was like way too much security. Like do normally CEOs of internet companies have murder attempts on them? (laughs) Pretty sure that's not a thing. (laughs) Like, when I think of people getting assassinated, it's, like, huge political figures, not right, CEO somebody a little of an more internet more. service provider. Doesn't make too much sense. Plot sake. Yeah. Plot sake. Usually is. <laughs> and I love that nobody checked on um, the driver, who's just yeah. still laying in the street. <laughs> I don't care about him. He's the hired help. <laughs> I know. Also, the way he was like yelling and the demon just ran away. The funniest thing <laughs> I've seen all episode. That was really funny. <laughs> like, he's just like, I know how he just dips. He's like, what, what are you doing? So good. So then we are back at the manor in the living room, and Leah walks in and tells the sisters that Pirelli's in the basement and Phoebe's sleeping potion worked. And then um, he asks if they had any problems, and Prue turns on the news to see if the kidnapping is on there. And Pirelli appears on the news and says, it's no coincidence that just last night I changed my mind and decided to support this merger. Now someone's tried to kill me. That convinces me I've made the right choice. This merger will happen. Thank you. And Piper says, what was that about Cole telling us everything? And then she looks at Phoebe and Phoebe looks down. So here's an issue. (laughs) Because Cole didn't even know who it was that they were going after. And... Piper's and they're over here like well he should have known you know about and they say it in the next scene where they're like you know that's a big detail to miss like how 
was he supposed to know? Like, he literally didn't even know who they were going after. He was supposed to know that he was going to swap his place and, like, that they were going to give him all of the details of the plan after they barely trust him as it is. Like, why are you, like, coming at him so hard already, Well, you know? honestly, Piper needed to make a hard switch for the plot to work. That's why. <laughs> I know, seriously, because she was so supportive of it and then just immediately swapped and, like, she just gets progressively worse throughout the episode. So maybe Piper's fear earlier on wasn't so much about supporting Phoebe, but was just so convinced Cole was going to become evil. So maybe that's why she's making the switch up so quick. That could be the case, yeah. But, but yeah, no, like you're saying, like, he didn't know anything, but he should have known everything. Yeah, I know. Like, what the hell? Also, like, I love how, like, <laughs> he's just on the news, like, now I know I've made the right decision, like, okay yeah i know what was that logic someone tried to kill me that means i should keep doing what i'm doing i don't understand <laughs> like like it had i mean that... that works in some circumstances i you know because what about know, like a merger like this like that's not something that's what i'm saying he's not doing some great political like turnaround he's trying to merge his company to become a monopoly like come on yeah. guy. like what are you talking about yeah you're not trying to promote civil rights over here i know it's not something people should be that concerned with <laughs> so then we come back from commercial we're still in the living room and phoebe walks over and sits in the chair piper and prue are on the couch phoebe says if cole knew about the switch he would have told us piper's like are you sure he's back with his brothers now maybe he switched too and phoebe doesn't get the change in attitude same <laughs> and piper brings up how he originally tried to kill them um, we've already talked about how that's water under the bridge, Piper. Yeah. <laughs> Get over. <laughs> then Frill um, says that Cole's done a lot of good since then, and they should give him credit for that. Okay, Prue, big I switch know. up for you. Seriously. And Phoebe thanks her, and Piper says, come on, Phoebe, you have to admit you're a little bit worried about him. She says, about his getting killed, yes. Not about him betraying us. And Leo walks in and tells them that Pirelli's still out cold and asks how things are going. And Phoebe says, getting colder by the minute. Prue says they need to come up with a plan to get the demon imposter out before the vote, which is in two hours. And Phoebe says that they need to fill Cole in and get him out of there. She tells them that she left him a note asking him to meet her at the mausoleum. And Prue says, be careful and be fast. And if for whatever reason, Cole doesn't meet you there, we need to start working on plan B. And she agrees and goes. Then Leo sits down. Piper says, well, since plan A is going so well, I'd love to hear about plan B, assuming you have one. Prue says, I've got part of it in the freezer. And she gets up and Piper and Leo follow her. So yeah, this hard switch up with Piper, like we said, a little bit. Eh. But then Prue, on the other hand, actually defending her um, or defending him, I'm pretty impressed with, you know, and obviously she's just kind of doing that for Phoebe's sake to make her feel better. Like she's being such a good, like such a sweet sister for like considering Phoebe's feelings so much, you know, like we've seen that growth in their relationship and I love it. Aside from that, you know, we just see uh, Phoebe is going to go meet Cole and about to find out whatever Prue's plan is here exactly so now we are in the kitchen and prue says that they can make a vanquishing potion from balthazar flesh since they're connected by a blood oath 
She says the potion that vanquishes one should work on the others. And Piper says, how lucky that we had the key ingredient in our freezer. And she's like, yeah, I guess in the back of my head, I sort of thought that we might need it again someday. And the flesh is like dropped on the counter and Leo just looks so grossed out of it. (laughs) So I just think it's so funny how that's been in there for however long and none of them have ever seen it in the freezer. (laughs) No, literally. So no one noticed it in the freezer. That whole time, Prue kept it, and they were like, she was like, I was like, ew, it's been in there for that long? Like, bitch, you're, Don't you you're like the cook the in the family. Yeah, like, how did you not see it there? <laughs> like, so how funny. full is their freezer? I know. Also, no just like, literally Leo's face looking at it at the end took me out. He looked, so he looked so sick. He was like, ugh. He was not loving that. Not at all. And it's like, Leo, don't you literally deal with, like, gross stuff all the time, healing people, but, like, you see one piece of Balthazar flesh. Right. Like, one thing, and it kills you inside. But also, interesting, because all episode, Prue's been all pro-team Cole, and now all of a sudden she's been hiding the Balthazar flesh in case they had to vanquish him this whole time. I know. Sneaky, sneaky. I get it, though. Like, you know, gotta protect the fam. But also, like, she thought he was vanquished, so why did she keep it? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe in case they came across a demon like him, or maybe it's because she had that whole idea, like, I mean, they did run into a demon that's died before. That's true, that's true. Like, they they have with seen Barbus. demons come back, yeah. Exactly, and, you know, the Grimlocks and things like that, so maybe she just didn't know if he was gone for good. True. Um, and the last thing I'll say here, just it's smart to think that, you know, since they're blood brothers, his flesh might work to vanquish the others in the brotherhood. It was always good with her plans. Yeah. So then we go back to the office and Cole finds the note in his pocket and reads it. Then Clea and Bornak shimmer in and walk over to Tarkin. And he's worried that the real Pirelli could show up. Tarkin says... Someone must have removed the body. That's the only thing we could figure. He says, that's impossible. And Vornak morphs back into himself. And Clea suggests that it could have been done magically. Vornak asks Cole what he thinks. And he says he agrees with Clea that someone intervened. He says, like who? Cole's like, how would I know? He's like, guess. He's like, witches? And Tarkin asks how witches would be on to them. And Cole says they might have a leap. Mornak says, yeah, I think we do. A traitor amongst us. Now, who do you suppose that could be? And he steps closer to him and Tarkin says, come on, Warnak, you can't think that Belvazor. And he's like, don't tell me what to think. Cole says, give me a break. I'm not stupid enough to come back and betray you all in one day. Clea says, that's not stupid. That's smart. Warnak says, she's right. After all, it's so ludicrous. Who would suspect you? And then he starts bringing up the rumors about Cole being in love with a witch. And they all look at each other and Cole says, the rumors are true. I loved a witch. I still do, actually. At least my human half does. But that was a mistake. I realize that now. I'd forgotten who I really was. And Clea says, Raynor will demand he die for his treason. He says, or he will forgive me for being able to salvage the operation. I think I can get Pirelli back. Vornak says, how? He says, the witch I was involved with, her sister has the power to freeze. A witch with that kind of power could have taken Pirelli from the limo without us even knowing it. 
Vornak says, another coincidence. The witch you betted just happens to be the one who's on to us. He says, let me prove my loyalties. Let me go to the witches, get Pirelli, bring him back. Then you can pass judgment. He says, are you saving us, brother, or leaving, leading us into a trap? Go. And Cole shimmers out, and he says to Clea, if he's telling the truth, help him. If he's not, kill him. And she shimmers out. I hate that bitch so much. <laughs> it would be smart, actually. Just shut, mind your business. <laughs> Let him do what he needs to do. I can't stand her. Always got something to say. No, I, I didn't hate her that much. I enjoy this passion. I don't know why she annoys me. She just does. <laughs> like even Vornak doesn't annoy me this bad. I don't know. I know who's definitely not going on your list of favorite demons. <laughs> <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> yeah, so I like that, you know, still he's finding a way to defend himself and stay strong although it's so extremely suspicious at this point you know yeah exactly like it definitely seems like cole's done something wrong it's very obvious yeah and i'm really wondering like what is his plan what is he thinking i know like, admitting the phoebe thing going into all this saying that he can salvage it like i'm just like cole where are you going with this i know getting deep giving away details about the charmed ones and their power like or well doesn't say that it's the charmed ones but talks about their power and how they're probably the ones that are involved like where are you have you switched because I'm starting to get a little bit concerned yeah no I'm definitely suspicious of him at this point and I really just like Cole what are you doing I know I'm I think we're all a little concerned here definitely so then we go to the mausoleum and Phoebe's like pacing around and Cole shimmers in. She runs over to him all excited and he tells her, don't, it's too dangerous. And she's like, what do you mean? What's the matter? And he says, just trust me. Where's Pirelli? And she said, at the manor in the basement. And we see like Clea's eyes glowing around the corner watching them. And Cole's like, so you do have him? And she's like, yeah, of course. And he's like, what's your plan? She said, our plan is to vanquish the demon that took his place before the merger vote. He says, no, you can't. That would be a huge mistake. And she's like, why? Cole, you're scaring me. And he's like, you should be scared. You have no idea who you're up against. Then Phoebe says, Cole, what's happening to you? What aren't you telling me? And he says, I'm telling you to stay out of this, all right? Don't do anything. Just go back home and wait to hear from me. I mean it. And he shimmers out and Phoebe looks down like a little kid. <laughs> We just got yelled at by their parents. She looks down all sad and Clea shimmers out too. Yes. So very interesting behavior from Cole here. I know. He's acting mean, a little bit rude and like demanding. And this switch up is crazy. Like, are you just playing the part because you know they're kind of onto you or are you really turning, you know? It's a little concerning to me. Yeah. I will say, like, watching, I was very much on the team of, like, oh, Cole's playing the part. He knows yep. Clea's going to follow. But I'm wondering if I was only thinking that because I've seen the episode before. Or if, right. like, as a first-time viewer, I would have thought the same thing. 
because we've never seen Cole act like this with Phoebe before. Mm-hmm. Even when he was pretending in the beginning of their relationship, like we've never seen him be short with her like this. Yeah. It gives me that feeling that like he is playing the part and that he's kind of trying to overdo it so that she catches on. Yeah. You know, like Mm -hmm. that's the vibe that I'm getting, you know, but like you said, maybe as a first time viewer, you would see it a little bit differently, but this behavior definitely stands out. And that's like, should be a sign for Phoebe, you know? Yeah, definitely. Somewhere back at the manor in the parlor, and Phoebe walks in, and Prue and Piper approach her. Prue asks how it went, and she says she isn't sure. It was strange. He was strange. Almost mean. But he doesn't want us to go after the demon. He wants us to wait here. And Prue asks why. She says that he didn't say, it doesn't make sense. The whole thing doesn't make sense. I think he's in trouble. Either that or, and Piper says, or he's turned. And Phoebe says she doesn't believe that. There's got to be a good reason Cole's doing what he's doing. Then three demons shimmer in and one throws an energy ball at the sisters and Prue throws it back and he's vanquished. Then the other two run towards them and they start fighting and Piper freezes them and Phoebe says, how did they know where we live? And Piper's like, how do you think? And Prue calls for Leo and he runs in the room with the potion and they throw it. The demons unfreeze and vanquish, and Leo's like, you were right, the potion worked. And Phoebe's like, what potion? And then Prue realizes that this must have been a distraction, so they run to go check on Pirelli. Then down in the basement, the sisters come down the stairs and see that Tarkin and Cole are, like, carrying him. And Phoebe yells Cole's name, and the two of them make eye contact, and then him and Tarkin shimmer out, and Piper says, what do you think now? Yikes. See here, we're getting that sign of, oh, Cole has turned. Maybe it isn't a plan. But I don't know, dude. The way they like focus on their eye contact in that moment when he sees them is like still a factor for me. Like, I think that it still almost seems like he is playing some sort of plan. Like he has a plan, you know? Yeah, it's really bringing me back to the Bane episode where like, when mm-hmm. Bane had his plan, him and Prue had similar eye contact going on during the scene where he knows that they can trust each other and she knows it too. And I feel like that's exactly what's going on with Cole and Phoebe. Like, is she maybe having a slight doubt? Maybe. But I do think that she genuinely believes that he has a plan and that she's trying to figure out what it is. Yeah. She's just unsure of what this plan is and maybe has the slightest bit of doubt, but for the most part does trust him. And I was just thinking that earlier, how it does remind me so much of that Bane episode where the exact same situation happened between Prue and Bane. And it worked out for them, so maybe it'll work out here, I'm hoping. I'm hoping too. The only other thing I think worth noting here is that the potion worked. So obviously Prue had a good idea with that. Oh yeah, definitely. So now up in the conservatory, it's a little bit later and Phoebe is in a chair looking out the window. Then Prue, Piper, and Leah walk in and tell her that they need to get going because the vote is in 30 minutes. And Phoebe says, why didn't you tell me you kept some of the potion to kill Cole with? And Piper says, well, it's a good thing she did. It came in pretty handy. And Prue says, look, Phoebe, I'm sorry I didn't tell you, but the truth is, until recently, I didn't really trust Cole. I mean, I sort of felt like I had to protect us just in case. 
And she says, just in case what? He tried to kill us? And Piper says, wouldn't be the first time. And she looks away. And Piper says, well, it wouldn't. Look, I know you love him, and we all know that he loves you. But sending demons to kidnap our innocent kind of speaks for itself. And Leo says, you are right. We never should have let him go under. And Phoebe says, I still think this is all part of some plan of his. It has to be. And Prue says, okay, but they need to stick to their plan and vanquish the imposter. And Phoebe says, Cole said not to. He said it was a huge mistake, and I believe him. Piper says, okay, but we don't. And Leo says that they need to get going. And Prue tells her that the vote is three to one. But she, Prue's being, like, very sweet, though, about this whole thing, you know? Like, I love her energy of, like, you know, honey, this is just how it is, where Piper's being a little more straightforward, you know? And that's one thing I notice is, like, the sisters aren't really the type to completely gang up on each other. Like, if one is really going at the other, one of them is going to step into that kind of middle sister role mm-hmm. to kind of tell you what you need to hear, but in the nicer way. Exactly. They totally do. And I mean, here we're seeing a lot more of the idea that, of course, Phoebe still has that trust in Cole. She wants to go with what he was saying, but obviously Prue and Piper know that they need to step in at this point because they're a little less sure about whether or not he has turned. And I like um, how honest Prue was here as well, kind of saying, you know, now I trust him, but I didn't. Right, exactly. And whether or not he can be trusted doesn't change the fact that they still need to get rid of this imposter, you know? Exactly. And I mean, Piper, come on, just let go that he tried to kill you. I know, seriously, get over it. Move on. (laughs) This is all in the past. He's grown, I swear. So then we're back at the office, and they're all there, and Vornak says, you cost me three of my best demons. What the hell went wrong? Tarkin says, the witches were more prepared than we thought. He says, another coincidence? Cole says, I didn't tip them. He says to Clea, did he? She says, he told the witch to go home, unless it was some sort of code. Cole says, it wasn't. Look, the plan was to get Pirelli. I did that. He says, then where is he? Cole says, somewhere you can't get him. Not until I'm sure you won't kill me. Vornak says, how do I know you really have him? Tarkin says, I was there. He has him. Vornak says, and do I trust you anymore? Tarkin looks down. Then Vornak looks around and says he has to get back, but Cole better deliver Pirelli after the vote. And he's about to leave, but Cole stops him and tells him he knows the witches and what they'll do. And Vornak asks if they'll vanquish Cole, and they look at each other. So here's another part where it seems like, you know, he might be on their side a little more, that he's actually trying to protect him now. And, I mean, the fact that Torkin was there, or Tarkin was there, how did he not how does he not know where Pirelli is no literally like did Cole say okay Tarkin wait here I'm gonna go hide Pirelli (laughs) literally like that makes no sense he has to know yeah sketch sketchy as hell so now we are at the Loxerum building and the doors to a conference room open with telekinesis then the sisters walk in and Piper says the vote's in demon guy you lose And the chair turns around and it's Cole and Phoebe tells her to wait. And she's like, Cole? And he's like, surprised? And Prue's like, what are you doing here? Where's the demon? And they walk over to him and Cole says, he sent me instead. Might be a test. I think he's onto us. And Prue says, onto us? You make it sound like we're working together. And Cole says, aren't we? And Piper says, who are you kidding? We should vanquish you on the spot. Where's Pirelli? And Cole says, he's safe. 
And Prue's like, Cole, where is he? And he's like, where else would he be? And Phoebe goes, the safest place you know. And Cole nods. Then Phoebe says, the mausoleum. And he says, isn't that what we agreed to? And Phoebe says, no, unfortunately, it isn't. And she throws the vanquishing potion at his feet. And then smoke appears, and he morphs back into Vornak and vanquishes. And then Piper says, how did you know? Did you know? Phoebe says, the safest place that Cole knows is with me. He said so. And they look at her, and Cole shimmers in, and they all jump. And he's like, easy, easy. I know I'm not very popular right now, but let the condemned man have his last words. I had no choice but to play it this way. They were so suspicious of me I had to make everyone, especially you, believe that I was evil, or I was dead. And Piper says, some of us still think you're evil. And Prue asks why the demon impersonated him, and he says that he didn't trust me, wanted to find out whose side I was really on, and turned to Phoebe and said, I knew you wouldn't fall for it. Then Piper asks about Pirelli, and he says he had to make them think he betrayed them and asked for them to forgive them. And Phoebe says she never doubted him, maybe just a little, and then runs over and kisses him. Then Clea shimmers in and watches from behind the plant and sees this happening. And Cole tells them to send Leo to go get Pirelli and that he has to get back. And Phoebe tells him that he can't. And he's like, just to cover my tracks. I don't want those guys hunting me down. And then he kisses her again and says, I'll be out of here before your graduation party tonight. I promise. And he shimmers out. Then Phoebe holds her head. Okay. Poor girl is struggling so hard. Literally. I just want to say one thing here, though before we kind of go back to the beginning and talk about all of it. Why the fuck is Cole going back? Anyone who's ever seen a movie about someone who's like in the mob or whatever the case may be, you never go back for that final thing because that's when they kill you. Yeah, that's when they get you. He's out of his mind. I mean, I get it. He wants to like cover up his tracks and have an excuse to get out of there without them looking for him, especially now that- the betrayal is going to be so obvious. I know. However, he has some plan to cover that up and has is trying to come up with an excuse to get himself out of there because now it won't be very hard to hunt him down. They know where the Charmed Ones live. That's true. That's true. But they're always going to know. Unless he's his plan is to vanquish them all. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's reminding me of like gambling addicts when you have to go back for like that one last score, right. even though you're like up so much and then you lose everything. Like that's yeah. all I can think about here. It's so true. Yeah, I don't know why they just they just had to do it to us. Like I I'm I want to call plot sake on this so bad because it just doesn't make any sense. That's true. It really doesn't. I didn't think about that. Yeah. This show, man, <laughs> tears you apart. And we all know he's not going to be at that fucking graduation party. <laughs> yeah, I know. They keep talking about it. It's not happening. But as for the rest of the scene, I mean, this really worked for me, the setup. I love the twist of Cole being there. And us, obviously, as first-time viewers, would have thought it was Cole. We would not. I don't think we would have suspected that it was Bornak impersonating Cole. Do you? Yeah. No, not at all. Not as a first-time viewer. I mean, the fact that I have seen it it was like I tried to think about it from that perspective but like all I could think was eh, could have been cool because <laughs> even the show didn't really let us know until Phoebe knew you know yeah like the only hint we got was that little line last scene was it where he was like oh like will they vanquish you? you but then it right. seemed like he was gonna send Cole instead and then it's like oh of course he can morph into people of course he's gonna impersonate him right it makes more sense exactly 
And I like the way that Prue and Piper not trusting him are kind of giving Vornak this idea that like, oh, Cole isn't working with them until we right. get to that moment where it all clicks for Phoebe and she's like, you're not Cole, ba-boom. Yeah, that's it. That was perfect. He was trying to find the information to see if they were working together. Mm-hmm. And they kind of set him up good, like didn't give anything away. Exactly. Like that distrust that he planted in the other sisters obviously worked out in his favor for this moment. So Cole was really two steps ahead here. Yeah, definitely. So anything else to add there? I'm worried. That's all I was like. <laughs> I know. I'm a little concerned for what's coming next. But I do love like, you know, that whole Bane and Prue moment happening again with Cole and Phoebe, you know? It's such a repetition and I'm loving it. I know, me too. So then we go to the office and Cole is walking with Tarkin and Tarkin says, you saw the witches kill Vornak? And he says, no, I saw what was left. So I went to kill Pirelli, but he was gone. I can only assume the witches found him. He says, this is a disaster. What are we going to tell Raynor? And he says, tell him I warned Vornak not to go, but he didn't listen. And now I have to go. And Tarkin's like, go where? says, I still have to find proof for the source to clear my name. I can't very well do that here, can I? See you soon, my brother. And he says, you can't go. Raynor wants a full accounting from you. He says, you can fill him in. You know just as much as I do. And he starts to walk off, but then Clea, and who I can only assume is Raynor, shimmer in, and Raynor throws an energy ball at Cole and knocks him out and says, Belthazor has much to explain and much to answer for. And we just see like Cole laying on the ground, super passed out. Yeah, he's like out like a light. I can't believe it. I can't stand her. She's such a snitch. I get it though. It's her whatever the side she's on, but come on. Like he was so close. I feel like, I mean, she was just doing her job. Like I I, I don't like her. Don't get me wrong. She's a villain, but I don't like, like I'm he not mad so- at her. He was so close to getting out of there. So close. That's why he shouldn't have gone back. Honestly, I blame him. I don't blame her. (laughs) Yeah. I can't believe he didn't suspect that she would come and watch. Like, she's just did that. Like, you know she's a little spy. Yeah, this is what she does. You anticipated it before. And then this time you're like, oh, I'm in the clear. Yeah, I'm all good. Everything's peaches and cream. (laughs) Can't believe it. But I mean, overall, his plan of like, oh, I still have to go find proof for the source as why he's disappearing. Yeah. It works. But you but also, also know there's a spy demon around. Yeah. And they're like, there's a bounty on your head still. Like, they're just going to let you walk free now and be disappeared and have like, people are still going to be looking for you again. Like, it doesn't make sense. You know, it's not like the greatest excuse, but it works here. You know, it does. Yeah. Anything else to add for that scene? Just that, you know, the Raynor thing is really interesting. And obviously it's going to lead us into next episode, which, minor spoiler, continues this episode. Exactly. So then we move on to our final scene of the episode. And we're at P3. And there's a graduation cake cut up. And Phoebe hugs someone and then, like, looks super upset and walks off. Then Piper, Prue, and Leo are standing together. And Piper's like, why can't we ever throw a party or have a wedding or just live our lives without evil screwing it up? And Prue says, she'll start celebrating as soon as Cole shows up. 
Piper's like, what if he doesn't? And Leo says, what if he can't? Then Prue starts walking over to Phoebe and they follow her. And Prue tells her that whatever happens, he did the right thing. And Piper says that he proved he was good. And Phoebe says, yeah, but at what cost? And Prue's like, you can't really think of it like that. And she's like, why not? Shouldn't I get to protect one part of my life and say, this magic doesn't screw with. This I get to keep. And Prue says, yes, you should. And Phoebe starts crying a little at this point, tearing up and says, last night Cole was back and he wanted to strip his powers and I was graduating. Yesterday, everything was perfect. And today it's all fallen apart. Where is he? What happened to him? And then Prue holds like Phoebe's face. And that's how the scene ends. My God, it's so sad. It's such an emotional final scene. I know. Um, my one comment often. for Piper, way to make it about your wedding for no reason here. <laughs> uh, you know, Piper. That one track mind. That we uh, always on that one track mind. But I mean, I do get the gist of what she's saying, you know, and like, and Phoebe's whole little speech at the end of like, just wanting to have one thing in my life that magic doesn't screw with and you know how everything was so perfect and just in an instant it all fell apart like I really feel for her here you know and I feel like that's how things go all the time you know for not only for them but like in real life like that's just like I feel like something everyone can relate to so hard no definitely I mean this moment the moment earlier when she was like you know yesterday everything was perfect and now this like I have been in that moment I feel like I mean, you know, everything going far on too many times, life. like for the last month, that has been me like a week ago, everything was fine. Three weeks ago, everything was fine. And yeah. now I'm here. Like, I feel like anytime something like this happens and you're heartbroken and devastated over it, mm-hmm. you're just going to keep thinking like, why can't I go back to right before this happened? Yeah. When everything, and it's always like, I feel like it's like at its best before it just all goes to shit you know? And it's like, how does this happen? Like, where was the transition? You know what I mean? Like that feeling that we can all totally relate to. So when she has this little spiel here, it like, you really feel for her, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it definitely makes you want to see what the hell happens next. I'm glad like we recorded these episodes as a pair. Cause if I had to leave off on that cliffhanger and wait like two weeks to record again, I would have been stressed I know that would be horrible I I don't know like I just we couldn't do that (laughs) oh my god final thoughts honestly this was a phenomenal episode like probably one of the greater ones in the season and we've had a lot of great episodes this season I really loved it I like you know how it was Cole-centric and that whole is he going to betray them storyline and all the background the way we left off it's all working for me really well, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. There's no way this one isn't on my list of strongest episodes of the season. Mm -hmm. It's setting up so much for next episode that I just can't wait to talk more about. I know. So excited. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. Or you can send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to subscribe to our Patreon, we have several monthly tiers available at patreon.com slash rewitchedpodcast. 
Either way, we appreciate you listening and hope you'll join us back next time for season three, episode 20, Exit Strategy.